You're listening to the Hotter on Top podcast, hosted by me, Becca Kavanaugh. This podcast is for the woman that wants it all, the thriving business, the passionate love life, and the embodied inner radiance to have and hold it all with ease and pleasure. Every week, I will be giving you the behind the scenes on how you can run your own successful business without sacrificing your pleasure or spiraling into burnout. These tools and teachings are what I have used to accelerate my growth in the online space and go from working multiple jobs, hustling 12 hours a day, you name it, to channeling my genius into a potent business that gives me the freedom and flexibility to work whenever and however the fuck I want. Now I mentor my clients to carve out their own unique space in the industry and make a massive impact and income by being their most bold and turned on selves. Think of this podcast as your dose of deep business and personal development that will leave you with the juice and confidence you need to start taking action on your desires right fucking now. My goal for this podcast is to have you feeling turned on to create your own version of a pleasure-based business and tap into your deepest desires by unapologetically asking for what you want. Because I believe women feel hotter when they are on top. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. So today I am super excited to share with you this episode that I have just been marinating on. I've been thinking about a lot recently and a lot of the themes of this episode have just been kind of showing up in different areas and capacities in the coaching industry. And I figured now is my time to share my opinion and my two cents on this. And this is something that I think is a mindset that I've taken on for a long, long time, being a business owner, making investments, all of those things. I've had to really embody this for myself. And now I want to share with you some of my thought process. So that way you can always, always, always ensure that you are getting the best ROI out of every single one of your investments and not because you are putting power into somebody else or into the investment, but because you are taking radical responsibility as a client. So I'm very excited to talk about this. I want to share that, you know, I think it's so common that investing is so scary and that's what's something that can often keep us away from building a business. And it can feel like we can just go throughout this process alone and all of those things come up. And so this is, I want to help find a healthy balance between making investments, taking that leap, while also doing it in a way that feels regulated and grounded and not from a place of you know, disempowerment or scarcity or any of those things. And unfortunately, I think a lot of the times when investments seemingly go bad, I want I want to say, um, and I use the term bad very loosely because I don't think that there's very like good or bad in this context. However, investing can often go bad is when there is mismatched expectations. And normally that comes from a place of when you are investing from a place of scarcity, lack, or just feeling disempowered within yourself. And so let's talk a little bit about some of the ways that you can start to really take on that responsibility before you even 
go into a investment opportunity and how to keep yourself regulated with these mindsets moving forward. Ultimately here, you want to take on the mindset of you are always in control. You are always in the driver's seat. You are always, always, always the person that is driving this ship of your business. And this also includes your investments, right? So first things here, that one way that you can be open to taking radical responsibility into all of your investments is always being open to finding the value. And so this could be in a form of a lesson or a little tidbit here and there or whatever it may be. I have always taken on the mindset of that no matter what I invest in, even if it doesn't turn out the way that I wanted to or I didn't get the result that I was really desiring, I would always take on like there is something here that is going to aid my process forward. There is something here that I needed to gain from this and I am going to choose to kind of make that enough, right? So, and I think that this can have a healthy balance, right? Of course, I think that, you know, there are definitely times where harm is caused or things were just really outside of the realm of what was promised. And that is when, obviously, this is not a mindset to really take on all the time, right? Unless you can kind of look at the silver lining like, yeah, that was a shitty-ass experience and I'm never going to, like, repeat this, right? Now I really know what feels like shit and I'm never going to do that to someone else, right? I think that's the only real silver lining that you can take from an experience like that. So in no way am I promoting that just be positive about this and find the silver lining because sometimes you just have to like move through it and you also just have to like hold all these different parts of an investment right but something that I shared back in the day way way back in the day back very before I was even claiming myself as a business coach before I was even claiming this kind of territory um I taught a business building class for hairstylists at a cosmetology school. And I was kind of on a panel and I was sharing advice and they were talking about one of the stylists, one of the teachers there actually was talking about how, you know, she had invested in a class and it was kind of like a class on a haircut that they didn't really use or didn't need or any of those things. And I was kind of like, well, you know, it is always your job to find the value of that. Like, what is there in that that you can find the value of? And she actually texted me after the class and she was like, that was, that just changed my view. That just changed everything for me. And I think that, you know, so often we can just like beat ourselves up over investments or any of those things. But when you really start to let your mindset like really dig in there and go, what is the value that I can find? For example, just to give you a little bit of insight on how my brain works, <laughs> I'm always trying to like find something to learn, even when I'm not directly like investing in something that is learning. So also going back to the um, thought process when I was a hairstylist, I went and got my hair cut by somebody else and I watched their whole process and I watched what they did, what 
you know, what did they do differently? What did I like? What didn't I like as a client? Right. I really sat in that chair because I was very much, very so often and coaches, we do this as well. Sometimes we're not a client, right? Very more, more so the service provider. And so I put myself in the client's seat literally and was like, how does this feel? Does this feel good? What didn't I like about that interaction? What did I like about that interaction? Um, and something that I took away from that, from getting my haircut was when she took me outside to take photos of it and how she positioned me as the client in those photos. And I thought, hmm, this is really interesting. And from then on, whenever I took photos of my client's hair, I did that same process, right? And so it's just, I maybe that's like a kind of a tangent of, a, of an example, but that's where my mind goes, right? So like, I really like to dissect and be like, how is this person's brain working, right? Whether you are the client or not, like really just watching how they're serving other clients or like, let's say you're in a group program and you're watching how somebody is, the coach is facilitating something and being like, "Mm, do I like that? Do I agree with that? Um, Was this, what did they do to achieve that? Like, how is their brain working? Like, I really want to get to know this, right? And start to implement this for myself. And so that ensures that you are always finding value outside of just what's being put in front of you, right? When you take on the mindset of like, how did they structure this? How, like, how did I feel about this? Like, how many reminders did they send out about this call? Let's say, um, what was the structure like? How did they have their um, emails system set off, right? And all of those things, like finding those areas. And I will say, I think I've learned a lot from just having that mindset instead of somebody walking me through of like, okay, this is how you do this. And this is how you do that. I just took on their systems and the way that they did things. And I thought to myself, like, "Mm, how are they really thinking about this? How are they supporting this? How are they? um, And something I like to think about as well is like, how will this translate into my clients, right? Like, what do my clients really need? What are they looking for? Right. And then, oh, another investment that I had made that was in the coaching industry um, was a group program. And something that, you know, I didn't really, I will say, like, I didn't learn anything really from that. (laughs) Um, It was a social media program and I had already been doing social media for my business for so, so long. And I joined it. (laughs) I'm not too sure why, but I joined it and I was like, didn't really learn anything, didn't learn anything new. But what I did like was that her process and the way that she showed up and the way that she structured the program was very permission giving for me. It was very like a little bit messy, but the value was still there. And I was just like, you know, that's really permission giving. I don't have to have a bunch of slide decks. I don't have to have all these things. I don't have to bring up all these analytics because that's not my thought process. That's not how my brain works. And that was very permission giving for me. And so I was like, I'm still able to find the value in this because it was so permission giving. And this is how I structure a lot of my programs as well. Right. So all I have to say, I'm rambling at this point, but I hope that you get the idea of like how you can start to find the value in every single investment. Now, I will say here is that I think where things get tricky and sticky really quickly is that a lot of the times we make decisions about investments from desperation. And I want to say here is that no investment, no coach or consultant or program or anything will 
save you, um, period, but also save you from struggle and finding your own process, right? I like to kind of tell my clients is that there's no real rush in their process besides the rush of wanting to improve their life and their business. And when they kind of take that power back to see it within themselves, to be like, oh yeah, I'm pushing this because I want this result. I'm pushing this, right? I'm putting so much pressure on myself simply because I'm trying to get this result. And where the magic usually happens is more so in the trust, in the trust, right? And I think when you go into an investment, taking on the mindset that this person can help me, I vibe with this person. I, I resonate with what this person is saying. I know that their mindset, their thought process can aid me and hold me through my journey. And I'm going to make that enough because it is enough, right? When you do have somebody holding you step-by-step step throughout this journey, you're, they're seeing you on the ins and outs of your business and also your patterns and all of those things. That's a very, very... um profitable skill, I will say, right? Like that's, that is something that is actually very important. And I think when we are in this form of desperation or pressure or all these things, we turn towards the things like, well, I need the new strategy. I need to learn about social media, right? I need to learn about um, this X, Y, and Z. I need to learn like, what if what you were doing now was just enough and you wanted somebody to help you to get even more out of what you are already doing, even more clarity, even more um, structures, even more insight onto how you can do things better, how you can tweak things, how you can start to feel better about your life or your business or whatever result you're desiring. What if they can just get you one step closer? Will that be enough? Can you make that enough, right? Um, and I think making the decision that you are just willing and open throughout the process is, uh, I mean, talk about a guaranteed ROI. Like when you just trust that like, hey, I think no matter what, I'm going to make the most out of this. No matter what, I trust myself to be open to this process. No matter what, I trust that like, this will teach me something. I will get something out of this because I trust myself to make it so. Um, something that I think really helped me when I invested in my first coach, my first like high level investment, six month program, I actually ended up working with my coach, spoiler alert, for over a year. Um, but when I made that first initial investment, I was like, oh my God, this is so scary. I'm not too sure, right? But after I started the process, there were so many things that I think looking back now, I'd be like, man, like if I had just got my shit together, right? If I <laughs> if I had just focused a little bit more, if I had just, you know, not taken so many like detours, right? In my process, I would be so much farther along than where I'm at right now. And also looking back, I go, that needed to be held. That needed space to breathe. In my first six months, I did so much. My coach did so much emotional holding for me. And sometimes not even about my business. It was emotional holding into like these patterns with my family. And I think I could look at this and go, well, you know, 
I could look at that and go, well, I didn't make the money I wanted to make, or I didn't, you know, hit my highest income level goal. So it didn't work. So I'm going to move on to the next coach. And instead I didn't do that. I went, you know what? Like this is valuable to me. This space holding is valuable to me. Having somebody reflect back to me, my process is valuable to me. Having somebody believe in me and what I'm doing and the work I'm doing and giving me clarity along the way is valuable to me. Having somebody there that I know I can go to, that I don't have to lean on my partner or any of those of those pieces, but somebody that gets it and can hear me out, that's valuable to me. And so when I made that decision that like, hey, this is valuable, whether I make the money back or not, it's still valuable. I think giving myself that that freedom and that space really allowed me to then make the money, <laughs> right? Go figure, right? When I was detached, I still made the money, even though my first, I believe it was five months, five months out of a six month container, I did not make the money. I did not. And I still had to go back into that trust. I Instead, I could have been like, this isn't working. I'm done. I could have went into a total like spiral and trauma response and been like, I want to end this. I'm not paying this person anymore. I, you know, blah, blah, blah. But instead, I was like, no, this is part of the process. This is still important. This is still valuable. And making that decision is what obviously got me the results. And then I didn't coach up. I stayed with her because she knew me. She knew my patterns. She knew what I had been struggling with. She knew the process behind that. And so then I worked with her again for another six months, right? And then moving forward. So all that to say, um, Find, being open to that and just trusting yourself, being open to the value that is given and remembering that, just continue to come back to that over and over and over again. And so all this to say as well, keeping in mind that making sure that you are holding up your responsibility to follow through on your investments and commitments, right? I see so many people think that investing more means that you will get more. So what I'm saying with this is never invest more than what feels attainable in this moment because it is your responsibility to follow through, right? It is your responsibility to continue to show up. And I see like the false belief of like, well, if I just invest this $30,000 coach, then I'll get the results. It's just not true. It's not true. And when we invest outside of our zone of what feels attainable to us, this could cause us to be dysregulated. And when you are dysregulated, you go into fight, flight, freeze, fawn, whatever your response is, which could lead you to making decisions in your life and business that actually aren't aligned with your regulated, grounded, like higher self. And making sure that continuing to come back to like the CEO of not just your business, but your life, right? This regulated, grounded CEO. And, you know, I really say this from experience, right? <laughs> because you have to decide what is what does attainable really mean to you, right? And you are the only person that can really decide that. And nobody else can tell you that like, hey, you can afford this or you cannot afford this. Like at the end of the day, your coach or whoever you're investing into, right? They it is not their responsibility to balance your bank account. It's yours, right? And so making sure that you are investing in a way that feels good and attainable for you, not saying that it won't be scary, not saying that it won't feel stretchy, not saying that it won't feel like a little bit, oh, I'm not too sure. I'm a little scared. That's normal, right? 
But if it's coming from like, oh my God, there is no way, there's no way I could ever afford this or there's no way, like you don't want to just invest in that because you hold the belief that more money equals more value because it's just not true. It's not true. And this is how we start to create that cycle of, um, of not getting the best ROI, right? Of of just investing in someone because they are the most highest paid coach, right? <laughs> Making sure that you're actually investing in someone that is aligned with you and your values and, and also just happens to have a price point that feels attainable to you. And again, deciding what attainable feels to you may also mean that you are like using credit cards or using loans or somebody's helping you pay for it or somebody's taking care of your bills. Like there is no shame in that, right? But at the end of the day, deciding that, yes, this is attainable because I'm going to make it attainable, right? Like instead of being like, no, I have to invest this money in order to be successful because it's just not the truth, right? So investing because you want to, right? Investing because it feels in the most like empowered state that you can be, right? That's where we want you to be at is the most empowered, right? And so another piece of this is like asking yourself, like, how do you want to show up for the container, right? And making, not making yourself bad or wrong or any of those things, right? Because there were plenty of investments that I made that I didn't really show up in. I didn't really, you know, anything like that. And again, that was just part of my process at the time, right? Giving myself that space and that grace, right? But if you want, like, let's say you're in a container and you want better results, like really start asking yourself, like, how am I showing up to this container? And if you feel like, oh, I want, you know, more strategy or I want this kind of structure or I need help with this, like, have you asked this, your coach or the person or the people in the program or whatever it means for support on that, right? And there is an element to this, like, if you don't feel safe to ask, then this is a bigger issue, right? Maybe you don't feel safe in the container, um, whether that was brought on by the facilitator or not, right? Um, or it's like the own feelings around community or support maybe that you want to look at, right? But making sure that you are standing near your ground and asking for what you need, right? And calling yourself out. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. As coaches, we love to hear that. I, I mean, I can speak for myself, I guess. <laughs> calling themselves. I love when my clients are like, okay, I'm calling myself out for kind of hiding and I'm reclaiming this and I want your support in this. It's like, great, now I can help you, right? But when they go into hiding and you're trying to like, your coach is trying to pull you out of it, it's, there's only so much that they can extend, right? You still have to meet them, right? And again, not making yourself bad or wrong, it's all part of the process, right? And this was something that I did as well in my containers. That was a pattern for me um, that I really had to break because I have, I have such things around getting support and getting help. And so that was one of those things I had to tell with my coach, like, one time I went like three weeks without using her in Voxer or anything like that after I had been consistently. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to break the seal and I'm going to ask for support and I, I don't have to do this alone. And I'm still programming that. Like I'm still working through that and that's okay. That's okay. So, um, but again, like as a coach, 
Remember to create safety for your clients. This should be a given, but I know that sometimes safety can look different for, you know, can look different for different people. But what I like to do is that I like to check in, but I do not handhold, right? Don't get it twisted. You're not going to have to be handholding your clients. It's still their responsibility to come to you, but open that door for them, right? Especially if they're new to coaching, especially if they're not too sure how to use the container, make sure that they know how to use it. Make sure that they know how to show up within the container. Continue to kind of check in with them, especially in the beginning stages of working together and you're still kind of learning and warming up, right? So that's something that you can do, kind of a little strategy piece, making sure to check in. But again, it is not your job to handhold. That is not something that we do as coaches because we don't want to create codependency. We want to make sure that people are still showing up in their own lives and again, holding them to that radical responsibility, right? And setting the container as well is that having that that terminology or the way that in your contracts or the way that you're speaking when you're onboarding people, making sure that they understand that like, hey, this is how you can reach me. And hey, this is what you are responsible for within this container. And this is what I can hold within this container. But at the end of the day, making sure that you are conveying that like, hey, this is how you show up in this container and this is how I can hold this and X, Y, and Z, right? Making sure that that's very, very clear. So again, all of this to say, this is not, this isn't to release someone from the harm that they've caused. Like if you have made an investment that didn't go well and they didn't live up to their promises, this isn't to release them from that, right? But this is to continue to bring your power back. I want you to trust that you're a safe bet. Trust that however you decide to invest and that your investing decisions are smart and that you can trust yourself in this process. And I really invite you, if you feel like this really resonates, forgive yourself for any investment that you made in the past that didn't go the way that you thought it would or may have steered you in the wrong direction or feels like you have been set back because of it, like forgive yourself for any of that. And I believe that we all really have the capacity to hold like the frustration, the anger, the resentment of an investment, or maybe even for ourselves, like, man, like, you know, I think sometimes I look back at old containers that I've invested in, and I'm, man, like, that really wasn't the thing I needed at the time. It just really wasn't. But that's what I thought at the time that I needed. And I'm going to trust her. I'm going to trust those past decisions, right? Um, I could have saved myself a lot of money from <laughs> those, those past things. But giving myself compassion for my past self and being like, hey, you know what? Like, this is what she thought was good for her. And I trust her in that. And that's okay, right? I believe that we can hold the capacity for this frustration, the anger, and the resentment of investment while also giving ourselves permission and compassion to find space for the learnings and finding space to just love on ourselves and who we used to be, right? And recognizing that all these investments accumulation of them, the accumulating of these investments really have created who you are today, right? And has put you on this path, right? And I also think redefining how you view investing. I think I know that I've been talking more about money in this episode and like how you are investing in like coaches, courses, programs, or college, let's say, or any type of investment like that, a class. But 
this is also investment of time, right? Because not only when you invest in something, this is also with your money, it's also investing your time and how you're showing up to that, right? And so, but this could also be how you're investing in these podcast episodes and how you're investing in listening to business building content and the actions that you are investing in, right? And forgiving yourself for any of those things. Like I know that especially in my first round of coaching with my coach, I had spent so much time on programs that I never even launched. (laughs) I spent so many of our sessions talking about programs that I didn't even launch because it actually wasn't in alignment. And I was spending all this time from a place of like, well, I got to make money. I got to make this investment back. Right. And I didn't even launch those things, (laughs) but that also gave me a framework for launching the programs that I did actually launch, right? It gave me so much framework and practice on how to create sales pages, how to, you know, write copy, how to do all those things. And I spent hours and hours and hours and hours and money and time and pain and tears, right? And, and also like that was never in vain, right? Because then I got faster. Then I, it felt so much easier. Then I got clearer, right? And although I didn't, I never launched those programs and I still don't plan on launching those programs, it was still all a part of the process. So like I said, give yourself yourself space and grace, especially if you are thinking about investing in something and trust, like decide that you are always a good investment. When you are investing in your health and your wealth and your well-being, those are always, always going to give you an ROI. Those are always going to help you learn something and help you aid in your process and moving you forward. Even if you don't get the direct result right away, trusting that it's still a part of the process, trusting that it's still a part of your journey that is going to help you get there a little bit faster, get there a little bit clearer, maybe feel a little bit better, right? And all of those things are just as important, right? So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you want to sneak into Savvy and Subjective CEO, we start today, but you can still sneak in if you want to. So if you are ready to make that investment and decide that this is a smart investment for your business, business and going to help you sell out your one-on-one and also create the systems to create more ease in your life, then I would love to have you. So it's not too late to join. Get down in the link in the show notes and we will chat next week. Thank you so much for investing your time by listening to today's podcast and take an extra moment to celebrate yourself for prioritizing your pleasure and your business growth. If you found this episode helpful, I would be so honored if you could share a screenshot on your stories and tag me at Becca Jo Kavanaugh on Instagram and leave this podcast a rating and review so we can share all of this goodness with more women who deserve to have and hold it all. If you want to keep the party going, you can join the Bold Biz Bitches Facebook group for even more juice and free behind the scenes trainings. If you're ready to go to the next level, you can learn how to work with me inside my intimate one-on-one container or self-paced offerings with the links down in the show notes. Sending you all the good pleasure juices for the week, and I will talk to you next time. Mwah.